so I'm driving in the Starbucks and this lady in the in the Starbucks box, whatever, you know, taking my order. I'm like, she's a, she got a real bubbly attitude. So when I once I get up to the front, she's like, I'm just quiet. I'm just like, here's my money. Like, let me let me move on with my day. But she's like, how are you? What's going on? How can I help you? How can I be of service? Doing what she's supposed to do. And no one asked her. No one. No one said, hey, this for Andy, you got to do this. She doesn't know who I am. So right then and there, I gave her a job on the spot, and she started today. I want to change lives. I want to show people how to progress in their money. I want to show people how to progress in their mindset. I want to show people how to progress in their brand, so that way they can take care of their family, take care of their finances, and experience freedom. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of the Gentleman Success, Happiness, and Fulfillment Talk podcast. As always, I have an incredible guest with me today. Today... I have Andy Audit. Cool. And uh, he's a published author, motivational speaker, and serial entrepreneur. He's widely recognized as an eminent speaker with a delivery that is high energy and, uh, and human potential stimulating, which I love. And he's raised in a, in a, he's raised in a city of impoverished and a college dropout with little formal education and took a path of entrepreneurship, forcing a course of endless self-education that has amounted to his success. And... Uh, I'm very excited to have you on, Andy. Thank you very much for being here, man. And you are welcome. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, man. So, uh, Andy, the first thing that I do with my guest, man, is I ask them to walk us through their entrepreneurial journey in 75 seconds or less. 19 years old, started my first, my first business, made my first million by 21. Took that money, moved to, to Los Angeles. From Los Angeles, I built a marketing agency. Now I help small businesses grow and scale their businesses. Nice. Cool. Nice, concise and everything. So awesome, man. So, uh, so you made your first million by 21. Cool. I like that, man, because you know, I'm on my way there as well. And uh, I'm 21 as well. Well, not as well, but I'm 21 and I'm on my way there. It's going to happen pretty quickly. So how did you make your first million by 21? There's the, there's the overall understanding and there's the, like the, the systematical, like what was the steps? The overall understanding was I got a mentor, someone who taught me the ropes and and showed me the game, as well as uh, just grit and hard work. But the systematical man was I sold thousands of cell phones. Uh, I owned a cell phone store, and uh, it was during a time where it was during a time where there was opportunity in the marketplace to really focus on getting iPhones and Samsung phones sold. And I came up with a creative way. Uh, me and my team we came up with a creative way to sell and market. Uh, the same products that other locations were selling, you know? So uh, that's how we went about selling so many cell phones. And if you if you know about how the cell phone industry works, you, you buy a phone for less than what you sell it at, and then you sell a monthly plan on it. So that's essentially how I made money. And I did that thousands of transactions over time, not me personally, but uh, my employees, thousands of transactions over time. We finance a, a lot of cell phones. Uh, we partnered up with a big financial institution and we were the we were the front facing company where we weren't out to acquire customers. And um, I was nineteen. I was nineteen. I was eighteen at conception, nineteen at start uh, when we started it. And so July that was July two thousand. That was June of two thousand fourteen. <laughs> um, so and then my twentieth birthday, December thirty first, I was driving. Um, and, and I mean, this is this is a huge this is a huge understanding because. I just came up from saving money and commission. So I was working at another cell phone store. So I was already in the industry as a sales rep. 
Um, and I and I grew to be a sales manager. So like 17 and a half, 18, I'm working at a cell phone store just selling phones, uh, prepaid uh, phones, and um, got an opportunity to become a sales manager, man, because I, I just shot up the ranks with sales. And so they were like, hey, can you manage a, a team to show them how to sell? And I said, yeah. So I, I took on the leadership role in one of the locations, which was like at that dealership, it must have been number nine out of 10. So it was like the ninth store out of 10 stores. So it was not much of a big problem for them to, to put a you know 18 year old to manage a cell phone store. But um, I took that store to number two in the company. We weren't the best location, but but you know I taught my team how to go out and, and go grab phones. And I was, man, 18 teaching 30 year olds and 36 year olds and, th- and 40 years old how to how to greet, how to qualify, how to present offers, how to close them, how to follow up, how to call back the whole nine yards. And then I took that skill set and went on and did it for myself and 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 even doubled down more when I did it for myself. Nice. Cool. So so you were, you know, like an 18 year old teaching, you know, mid 20s, 30 year olds how to do what you, what you were doing, how to produce like you were producing. So, you know, they must have thought there was something, you know, and people listening must think, like something that, that there's something special about you. Right. And, you know, like, what, what was it, man? What was that special thing about you that, you know, allowed you to teach people in their mid twenties, mid thirties, maybe even forties, people who were working there, uh, what allowed you to like teach them and lead them instead of the other way around? I don't think there's anything specifically so special. Mm-hmm. I would say more so realistically, man, it's, it has to be that what your, what your mind is set on, you know, um, I was just making an analogy, man. There's people that so so currently today, as far as age, I think age is doesn't matter because I've seen people who are doing some some amazing things at at 15 years old, right? And they're on the Forbes list or or Forbes magazines and articles, and they're they're being written about at 15. And then you got people in their 60s doing amazing things. I think it's what you put your energy towards. So I think the the reason why some people are so interested at oh, how could you have done this at 20 years old or 21 or 25 or whatever is because during that time, during that age, the the thought process is that you should be partying. You should be figuring your life out. You should be, you know, you know, thinking about what you want to accomplish. And then that's a time of trial and error. Um, That's the that's the majority think that's the that's the group thing. That's how, you know, people think. But you could also just say, hey, I'm 18 and I'm I'm very dead set on where I want to go and where I'm going to put my energy towards. So you just got to put enough time, enough energy and, and enough willpower and enough research to find out what you want to accomplish. Right. So you just got to you just got to go ahead and head and focus on it. So everyone's like, go ahead and just do it. You just, you just got to focus right? on it. Right. Because because uh, if you think about it, man, like, you know, I was just looking at someone's Instagram and they were like flipped upside down. Um, uh, they were in their twenties. I'm 27 now. So they were flipped upside down, uh, drinking like out of a keg, drinking alcohol out of a keg at a crazy house party. Right. And I've never done that. I've never done that. I've never been upside down drinking. But they've never, you know, like throwing a fucking event progression conference with like hundreds of people. Right. And they've never done that. Exactly. Exactly. So, so like, you know, some people might say I missed something. 
And then, and like I, because I didn't, I didn't do that. I'll, I'll give you another, another scenario about how dreams come true. Like, let me go back a little bit. So I was raised in a small state in the country, Rhode Island, the smallest state in the country. And I was raised in a small city in the small state. I was, it was one square mile, very small city, full of drugs, full of gangs, guns, knives, the whole nine yards. Right. I remember so many nights that I would just walk home and I would be co content that this might be my last day. You know, because I know this person got Damn. killed on this street. This person got killed on that street. The whole nine yards, right? When I was working at Wendy's, 16 years old, I was working at Wendy's. My dream, my goal at the time was to be a drive-through coordinator. The reason why you want to be a drive-through coordinator is because you get to meet people. And okay. um, and my goal at the time was like to be like so preppy, so nice to people. And that's why I rose. I got to become a drive-through coordinator because I just wanted to meet somebody who can take me out of this hellhole. And I wanted someone to, to be able to drive up in a nice car, for example, own a business and say, hey man, I like how you're you're coming to me. I like how you're communicating with me. And when I made my order, I want you to come work for me and, and essentially be my mentor. That's essentially what I was looking for. At a time, this is at a time where I did not think that I was capable enough, that I was looking for someone else. I was looking for exterior, you know, motivation. I was looking for somebody I could latch on to, somebody I could grab onto that could show me the way to, to become somebody, to become important, to become significant. And um, for years, man, I never got a chance to, I never got a chance. No one ever drove up in a nice car and, and said, I'm going to give you a job. Around that time where I said, you know what, fuck this dude, I'm going to go out and I'm going to go do, do it myself and I'm going to become that guy. Now, today I drive a of the year Mercedes Benz. So I got a brand new Mercedes Benz, right? And now the great thing is my company owns it, right? So my company owns my cars, my phones, everything, right? So so I'm driving in the Starbucks and I, I'm talking to a woman. Now, I, I own a software company. I own a marketing agency and I own a software company. It's two companies I run. So I'm talking to this lady in the in the Starbucks box, whatever, you know, taking my order. I'm like, she's a, she got a real bubbly attitude. So when I once I get up to the front, she's like, I'm just quiet. I'm just like, here's my money. Like, let me let me move on with my day. But she's like, how are you? What's going on? How can I help you? How can I be of service? Doing what she's supposed to do. And no one asked her. No one. No one said, hey, this for Andy, you got to do this. She doesn't know who I am. So right then and there, I gave her a job on the spot and she started today. I gave her nice. she, she she quit Starbucks and she works for me now. So the reason I share that with you is because to recognize, man, if dreams fucking come true, but just it's what you focus on. That's what I focused on. I wasn't focusing on partying. I wasn't focusing on drugs. I wasn't focusing on alcohol. I was focusing on how do I make a hundred thousand dollars? How do I make fifty thousand or or ten thousand or even maybe even five thousand dollar months? You know, whatever that number could look like. That's what I was focused on. Awesome. So what you focus on, where your where your attention goes, what, what does Grant Cardone say? Like where where attention goes, money flows, something like that, right? Yeah. Maybe I don't know. What you focus on, girl, something like that. But yeah, one hundred percent. I'm focused on. Yeah, but look, I'm focused on like when I think about business and I think about success and I think about creating success, like whatever you focus on, it, that's just gonna come true, man. I, I just don't. You just don't know what time frame. It could be a month. It could be three years. It could be ten years. But it's gonna come true. It's, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So you got to really put yourself in, and recognize like where your thoughts are going because you start attracting those things. You start seeing those opportunities because what, what, what you're essentially saying in your brain, when you put that energy there, you're telling a portion of your brain called the reticular activating system. And you're saying to your brain, this is what I want to create. So when I saw the op, now mind you, 
this is not the first time that I was in a drive-thru in that example. It's not the first time I was in a drive-thru where I said, hey, I want to give you a job. I've done that dozens of times. But here's what I'm looking for. What I'm looking for when I offer someone a job, I literally give them a small piece of information and I leave. So for in that example, I gave them my Instagram. I gave her my Instagram. She's following continuously on my Instagram. That's what worked. She's following continuously on my Instagram. She's like, hey, can I get your email? I gave her my email. Okay. Constantly following up on my email. Hey, can I get your phone number? Gets my phone number. Constantly following up on my phone number. Okay, great. I do an interview, right? I do an interview with her and she doesn't, she doesn't take the job. I mean, I don't give her the job right away. Maybe a month and a half goes by, constantly following up, constantly following up. And then I, I pass it to my operations manager who happens to be my fiance. And I say, look, I don't even have the, the time right now to focus on this, but give her an opportunity. If you think she's a good fit, give her an opportunity. And then it ended up working out. And now she left Starbucks, comes works for me. But here's the thing. Other companies, other people, I give the same opportunity, no follow-up. Or if there isn't follow-up, it's very minimal. Like, hey, you know, you saw me at the drive-thru. I'm just contacting you about the job. And I might send a couple, vo I might send a couple voice notes and that is it. And then they might respond. I forget to respond. Next thing you know, they go MIA. Now, I'm not tell telling you this or telling anyone this because I want to gloat on a specific situation. I want to talk about a specific circumstance. What I'm sharing with you is that this is happening all around America where people are thinking about, I want to take my life to the next level. I want to take my business. I want to take myself to the next level, my family, whatever that looks like. And they're very lackadaisical on that objective. So the opportunity gets in front of them. And they're very like, like it's not, they're not pushing, they're not calling, they're not following up. They're not, they're not asking, they're not, they're not, they're not over delivering. They're not showing up powerfully. So for the people who want to create something successful in their life, you got to show up powerfully. You got to be in the space. Number one, you got to show up powerfully. And, and then you got to be heard and you got to be seen every damn fucking day. And that's how you're going to receive the opportunities that you're looking for. So it's not about somebody, you know, Andy hire someone from uh, Subway, uh, Starbucks. It's about recognizing that what the difference between one who wins and one who doesn't win is that push, that pressure. When someone hears like, oh, Andy made a million bucks or Andy makes $100,000 a month or Andy makes 250 grand a month or Andy may have $100,000 weekends, whatever that looks like it, to some people, that's like, oh, you know, that's some people are like, that's cool. And some people are like, I want that. The difference between the people that are that's cool and it's because they know what type of energy it takes to create that. And the people that's like, I want that, they're not pushing up. They're not pushing enough. They're not putting enough pressure. They're not asking enough. They're not getting in front of enough people. They're not doing what, what it actually takes to win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. And I like, I like how you, you know, uh, hired this woman from Starbucks because you hired her based on her character, right? Like, you know, her character of following up, her, her character of perseverance, persistence, uh, you know, commitment and follow through. Um, so that's one thing that jumped out. And I just wanted to ask, man, so what do you think is the difference between the, that, that woman that followed up with you until you gave her the job and, you know, she started today and, you know, you've done this dozens of other people and the dozens of other people who, you know, you gave them a direction, you tell them, hey, call me on this phone number or, or follow up with me on Instagram and they don't, or maybe they do it once and then they forget. Right. And then they leave it. What do you, what is the difference? Like what is different? That's a great, two? that's a great question. And the difference between those two, those, those two types of people is the same difference of the same that's taking place in the 330 million people across America. The difference between one was one was super clear on what they wanted. The other one, other groups wasn't, 
So when you're not clear on what you want, your follow-up is weak. Your sense of direction is weak. Your feeling of, of confidence and triumph is weak. If you're, if, you're, if you're not clear on what you want. And all it takes is nothing but a decision. Think about, close your eyes for a moment and think about what a pink elephant looks like. Right? It's, it, 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 you see it. You see a yeah. pink elephant. It's quick. It's, that's, that's what thought is. So to think about a pink elephant is that, is, that, is, that, is, that, is, that, is that moment. So if all you want in life is a pink elephant, let's just be serious. You may go to a bunch of zoos. You may be in the wild. And you may not see it until you pick up a fucking paintbrush and you're like, you know what? I'm going to take this elephant. I'm going to get the elephant <laughs> and I'm going to I'm going to turn it pink. You know, I'm going to turn this elephant pink. OK, the paint don't work. All right. I'm going to figure out another solution. All right. What, 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 what do I got to do? I got to help this elephant turn pink. Now you got a fucking pink elephant. So now you got a pink elephant and you're like, OK, I got what I wanted. But there's so many people that are like, I want a pink elephant. That'd be cool. That'd be cool if I got a pink elephant. And then they go to, you know, they go to the local Starbucks, right? They go to the local Whole Foods. And so they're not in the vicinity of where the opportunity is. So like everything that I'm talking about is very general right now, right? It's, I'm not being clear and concise to a specific goal right now. The point that I'm making is that the, the difference between those two individuals is that one was clear what they wanted, one wasn't. If you're looking to be a distinguished individual, if you're looking to make an impact, you got to be a, super clear on what you want. You got to be fucking so clear that the opportunity is going to arise. The opportunity will arise. And when the opportunity arises, you got to be able to spot it out out of distractions to take advantage of the opportunity in that time frame. If you're not clear on the opportunity or what you're looking for, then guess what you're living on? Luck. You're hoping and you're wishing that things turn out the best for you. And even if they do turn out the best for you, you don't even recognize that they're the best for you. The reason why? Because you didn't even know what the fuck you wanted in the first place. So yeah. what you're full of, if you don't know what you want, is full of complaints. So get clear on what you want. Clarity. Starts with clarity. And then I believe that there's two things that you need to make anything you want happen and to like be able to achieve anything that you want. There's two things that you need, man. Right. Well, apart from knowing what you want, there's two more things that you need, which is enough time because it's going to happen. Right. It's just a matter of time and commitment to follow through and like to just not give up until the necessary time for it to happen. Right. Obviously. So so you, you know what you want enough time and then commit, commit to make the decision. That's to the, go last, for it. the last the last thing would be not to be attached to the path to the Don't vehicle. Exactly. Yeah. Not to the vehicle, to the path. OK. The The, the way that. It goes about if you're like, hey, I want to I want to start a, a, a business, whatever that business looks like. And you're like, I want to make this business super successful. Don't be attached to the idea of it being this business. Don't be attached to the idea of it even being a business in the first place. Don't be attached to the idea of like you being a business owner of an individual being a business owner. You got to ask yourself, like, what is the real outcome that you're looking to accomplish? Is it is it a time freedom thing? Is it a money thing? Is it is it a relationship thing? Like, are you looking to make money because you're going to attract certain people, you're going to attract certain women? So like, so like focus on what your true desire is and don't be attached to the way that, that it gets there. Be attached to the revision, not the, the, the path that it takes to get there. Because some people are like, no, I got to become a successful business owner. I got to do this. And, and this is why. And it's like, why? What if it's not, what if you make money by being the second man in a company and you're not a business owner? What if you're the, you're the best number two guy of a fucking growing go, go, business? Think about how much the president of, of, of Apple makes. They don't really own it. The investors own it. They, 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 they're the president or the CEO. 
but they're making a shit ton of money, aren't they? You know, yeah. the number two man of, of a big company is probably making more money, most likely, of the number one man of a small company. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So don't be attached to the path then. Hmm. That's like, that's like, that's like landing because am I attached to the path? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to sit down with that question and, and, and make sure that I'm not attached to the path. Right. What I do know is that I'm not, I'm not attached to the vehicle. Right. Because like I spent, you know, at 20, I spent like a year, you know, uh, pitching over 65, 30 and 40 year olds on how to grow their business without sacrificing time, health and relationships. Right. Like teaching them how to become a modern gentleman. And I got, all I got was no's. Like all I got was rejection, right? Like I, like that entire year was like a total failure. But then I was like, fuck, like this is my purpose. This is what I'm, what, what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, this is what I want to do. And, um, and I'm like, okay, well, if I'm not having success, if I can't sell anyone on the idea of helping them become modern gentlemen, I'll start a podcast interviewing, you know, modern gentlemen, interviewing people who are modern gentlemen. And that'll help me become one as well as anyone who listens, right? And then I started the podcast. I came up with an amazing system. And now like my, my podcasting business is about to, you know, is going to get to seven figures by the end of the year, man. And I started my podcast business like three, three months ago. So I'm still have that, I still have that, this in mind. This is the, like the ultimate result and vision that I'm going after. But if I had been attached to the, to the vehicle, I would have never, you know, you know, gotten the opportunity to start this new business. And actually it took me a long time. Like I had a, an amazing, an amazing, um, system people were asking like like how are you getting these people on your podcast how are you producing all of this content and then it finally clicked and i'm like holy shit i have an opportunity right here and then i went ahead and did it so but yeah man it's very important to not to know what you want and not being attached to the path of getting there yeah i think you know that's something that we should not breeze over so um awesome so man you know i see your background progression conference um so tell me a little bit about that so it's a business event that i bring successful business owners and we break down systems on how to grow your business and scale your business at, at this event. So you're, you're learning the different keys and the different strategies that people are coming in to speak and they're already successful and they're right. And they're teaching entrepreneurs how to grow and scale their business at this one day event, progressionticket.com. Yeah. So I've been doing it for quite some time, launched it. Les Brown was my first speaker at my first one. Uh, we've had some amazing speakers talk about franchises, how to franchise your business, others on sales and marketing how to market your business, how to create marketing funnels and how to take your business to the next level, utilizing the support of virtual assistants and, and creating systems in your business to remove you from the entrepreneurship entrepreneur behind the wheel. Cool. That sounds really amazing, man. And um, so you started, you, you started running this, this, uh, this event, you know, a couple of years ago. So you were what, like 22, 21 when you throw your first event? Yeah, I was uh 20, uh, 22. So so essentially, my, my, so I made money in the cell phone store, in the cell phone industry, left Rhode Island. I, I just turned 21 and um, left Rhode Island and I moved to L.A. So that's the first thing you do if you live on the, you know, in a small city on the East Coast. The first place you're thinking of, like, you know, California, you know, it's like everywhere is sunny. Everyone's happy. And that's what I expected because <laughs> I come yeah. from a place where it's snowing and, and, and the attitude is like, go out, hustle, go get it, like by any means, whatever it takes is a doggy dog world. And, and so I'm thinking that going to California, everyone's happy and you experience like all the, all I see online is like the boardwalk and, you know, beaches and, and, and California, LA. So I literally just took a bunch of cash and, and ship my car and ship my clothes and ship everything that I owned at the time. And 
Um, I wish I sold that that business. You know, now I now today I knew that I had an asset, but I mean, my mindset at the time was was that you own the store, you take it with you. Like you, you know, not recognizing that not any separation between the company. So that company, the cell phone store was Progression Wireless. And I left Progression Wireless, closed everything down. I was It was towards the end of my closing. I think it took me like three months to close. And it was towards the end of my closing where I went to somebody and I offered him like, hey, why don't you buy this? But my rent was 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 significant, man. You know, I owned, the, the, the way I was able to make money, I took some, some significant risk. Even though I was young, I took some significant risk. One of my rents of one of my locations was like $32,000 a month. So... I was investing 32 grand before I could even make uh, a penny. And then plus I had to pay payroll and taxes and all these other stuff, right? And sales taxes and all this other stuff before I make profit. But I was in one of the most prominent locations that you could probably think of. I was in the best mall at the food court where only three other businesses can be. And you had to pass, if you're in this mall and you want food, you're passing by my store. So I was, I owned this up and, and I, we were aggressive. So everyone who passed by this mall with, with like a huge food court. In order to go to the movies, you have to pass by my store. In order to go to the to the movies in that mall, you have to pass. In order to go to the the to get food, you have to pass. There was like this one little hallway, and everybody that passed by, I would have salespersons there greeting, bringing people in. We would do the whisper thing. Let me tell you, I'm gonna tell you something. I, I never really told someone on the on a podcast before, but we used to do this whisper thing where someone would be like like um maybe maybe fifty to hundred feet away from me. And I would say, and people would be like, what would you say? And I'll be like, and they come closer. And I said, what phone do you have? And they would say, I have an iPhone, right? And I would say, okay. <laughs> I would say, okay, you have an iPhone. Which iPhone? And they will say, I have the iPhone 11 or iPhone 12. I'll say, okay, great. Let me check it out real quick. iPhone 11. Now we all know what iPhone 11 looks like. So I'll grab the iPhone 11 and I would say, okay, great. Man, let me share with you something a little bit better. And I would say, hey, this is the iPhone 13. So I got, you know, you got these two phones. I got this is the iPhone 13. I take their phone, put it in my pocket. Or even worse, take their phone, put it behind the register, on, uh, behind the register on the where our store was. And so I'm showing them this new phone. So you're either doing one of two things. You're either being an asshole to me and you're going to say, give me my fucking phone back. I'm leaving, which is rare. Or you're just going to listen to my pitch. I would get enough people to listen to my pitch. So by the end, you're you're listening to my pitch, and then you actually recognize like this is actually a good deal. I'm in. So they are they were on their way to the movies, but then they're leaving with a brand new phone for me. So and the transaction was quick, right? Our application process. So this is the beauty of having systems. Like our application process, it was like name, phone number, social uh, address. Congratulations, you've been approved. Scan the phone. Here you go. Here's your new phone. It's been activated with your new new line. Anything else that I can help you with? And then boom, next you're on to the next person. So we sold thousands of phones just like that. And so I I closed out that down our business, man. I I got comfortable. I got to a place where where comfortability was. I made the most money I could ever think about, man. Um, so I closed out in the business, and then I moved to California. When I got to California, um, within that within a year, I retired a year and a half or something. I retired, and um, I just didn't work. I had no income, living in a brand new a brand new state, spending a bunch of ridiculous amount of money. I just didn't work. I had friends who were always going to work and I was always available. And then I realized like what small businesses need really, like they needed to know how to market. A lot of people didn't know how to market their brands. They didn't know how to get in front of people. They didn't know how to convert people. So I created a marketing agency where I started helping people. And I knew one of the ways that we can help people is by bringing the business owners together in an event where we can show them what's working, 
not only what I know that's working, but what other people are doing successfully in the marketplace that's working. And that's how the Progression Conference was, was created. Hmm. 22 years old was my first time. It doesn't really matter, but I was 22 hosting my first event. Les Brown was, was speaking. We had uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, uh, acting coach speaking. We had um, some real estate tycoons speaking. So age is not a factor, man. Um, you know, age is, is not a factor. What's a factor is grit. You're going to have some stuff against you, man. Um, you're 21 right now or 22? I'm 21 right now, yeah. You're 21. You're going to have some stuff against you, man. People are going to doubt you. People are going to say, you're 21. Like, how could you be teaching someone who's 30 years old if you've never <laughs> lived to 30? Like, let alone be create that level of success that they want. But the first thing that you got to acknowledge is recognizing what their challenges are, what their true challenges are, right? What is someone who's going at, the, who's, who's 30 years old? What are they really challenged with what a someone who's 40 years old what is their true challenge and they're probably their challenges they're probably starting to creep about time they're probably thinking about time like how do i accelerate this and then number two if you've ever been in a fight if, if you know anything about like 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 i've never been to prison thank god but when when you're in 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 a, in a fight when you're on a standoff it's really who has the most confidence to create the most damage that's really who's going to win so the reason why people start taking out guns and start doing some crazy stuff is because they're trying to flex their confidence to do the most damage. So, so they, they're going that far. But the most intimidating, the most person who could apply the most pressure without breaking is going to win in the, in, in the, in the, the communication challenge. So if you're going to somebody who, who's 30 years old or 40 years old and they have more confidence than you, that's why they win. But if you go to them and, and you're like, dude, I'm not stepping back down. Like, like what I'm sharing with you can actually change your life and help you. And, and they're 30 years old or 40 years old or 50 years old, then if if their conviction is questioned, that's when they'll succumb and they'll become your client of yours. That's when they'll be like, hey, you know what? I'm in. I'm, I, I, I see your vision. I see what you're sharing. Age is not a factor. Experience is not a factor. Conviction is everything. So if you can be in that room, I've been in, in, in the biggest rooms where at Berkshire Hathaway, 23 years old doing presentations. And everyone's looking at me like, what the fuck is a 23-year-old or 24, 25-year-old going to teach me? And I'm like, I can I can change your life and change your income and change your business, questioning what I can teach you. There's a new economy, and I'm advancing the new economy, and I'm going to give you access. You can either take the access or revoke the access like or deny the access. But if you deny the access, you're going back to what you know. But if you take the access of what I'm giving you, you're going to completely change your life and be ahead of the curve. Which do you want? Yeah. Cool. I love that, man. And see, that's why, like, that's why I was so excited to get you on and, and, and why I resonated with you so much because I, I was going to, you know, I was planning on throwing my first event this 2023, right? In Q1 of 2023. And, and like right now I'm comfortable. Like I have the right play, the right people in place. We're building a seven figure business. And actually, man, seven figures is small because I know exactly what we need to do to get there. I know exactly how we're going to get there. And if you ever set a goal that you know exactly how you're going to get, it's too, it's too freaking small, right? So instead, we're going to make it eight, eight figures. And then, like, and I'm right now, I'm, like, really comfortable. And I'm, like, fuck. Like, I'm, and instead, I'm going to throw my first event this November, this November of this year. And I have a, you know, I have over 100. You're, like, my 137, 30-something interview. So I have a bunch of speakers, you know, I have a bunch of high-level entrepreneurs who have accepted to come and speak at my event. And I'm going to throw my first event this year, this November. And, uh, yeah, so it, it's going to be, it's going to be great. I'm, I'm excited. And now, like, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit like, oh, like now that's challenging. So I'm getting out of my comfort zone, man. And, uh, 
yeah, like what's your take on that? Do you, do you have any advice to, to make sure that I, uh, you know, cause what's the worst that can happen? Nobody comes to my event. That's the worst that can happen. Right. And do you have any advice for me, man, on that? Go after the bigger sharks. Uh, it could be spe- it could be speakers, but not really the speakers, right? Speakers, you you bring on a speaker to to come to your event there, and you ask someone to speak. Hey, would you speak at my event? And what they're expecting is that you have an audience, right? So you're asking me to come speak to your audience. That's what you're asking me. So yeah. if you're saying if you're saying, hey, would you speak at, to? If you go to someone and you say, hey, would you speak at my event? You're saying, would you speak to my audience? That means you already have an audience. But if you don't have an audience, then then you got to go ahead and focus on that. So you got to go sell the vision to someone who has an audience and say, hey. What does it look like if we work together? What is like, how can we create a win-win working together? What goal do you want to have? Right? What, what do you want to accomplish at this event by having an event? What do, what, what value do you want to bring to your audience now and discover how you can add value to that person's audience uh, through your event. Right? So you could talk to somebody, for example, who says, who says, Hey, you know what? Like I have, let's, let's just use this example, real estate agents. Real estate agents is, a, is, is an example. So you you may have a real you may go to a real estate team lead. Let's say at Kelly Williams, and I'm sharing with you something that I've done actually personally. So you go to Kelly Williams, and then you go to the team lead, and you're saying, "Hey, what value do are you looking to give to your new agents? Like, what are you looking? What is your biggest challenge with your new agents? With the agents on your team? They're gonna say, "Hey, what's up, Alex? You know, my one of my challenges, man, is like getting people to to stay consistent, like." It's a consistency thing. I'm trying to get people to stay consistent. Okay, I have an event coming up called whatever the name of the event is. And I have a speaker who's speaking on consistency. I'll have a speaker there who's speaking on consistency. Would you be open if I just gave your your your, your group of agents a preview of that event? I'll come in and I'll speak and I'll give them a preview of what to expect of that event and they can make a decision if they wanna be a part of it. Not only that, the outcome of that meeting you should expect is your team is gonna be uh, uh, inspired and motivated to go on and tackle the next quarter. So I'll do, we'll accomplish two things on that. Uh, we'll accomplish two things. Number one, I'll do a presentation for your group and I'll give them a preview of the event, but also that, that'll be number one. The number, number two thing for you is that we're going to uh, get them riled up for the next quarter. So I have June 1st available. Can we do June 1st? And you're like, hmm, something to think about, man. And now you got to close that deal. That's the first deal you got to close. So they ain't paying you money, but that's the first deal. So you're always going to be closing. And that's where the confident thing comes in because he has a challenge. You have a consistency problem. You have a problem with, with your team members being consistent. And now I can't solve that in one presentation, but I can give, like, I can, I can be the spark to the fire that's going to, that's going to be created. Would you give me the opportunity to create a spark in your team to create that consistency? Would you be open to that, John? And the person says, yeah, sure. Like, I'm open to that. Okay, so let's do June 1st, man. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it, Alex. Let's do it. So now you go ahead and present. You give them a preview of what to expect at the event. You show them value. But you you, you, do, you, pro, you deliver on what your promise was. You, you show them the, the value and, and how to stay consistent because that was the, the owner's position. And you also say, hey, look, guys, who here wants to come to my event? And you give them all an opportunity to come to your event. So that's one strategy of filling up the events by going straight to the people who already have an audience and you're, and you're showing them the value of coming to your event. Cool. Awesome. I like that. I'm going to go ahead and implement that as soon as possible, man. Yeah. So thanks. So you have your event. You've also, you know, written a bunch of, read it, written, written a bunch of books, right? So, uh, 
uh, and, and you speak, you know, you know, you know, all the kinds of stuff. So tell me about your books, man. So I, my first book was No More Average. And that, what, what that is, is recognizing that when you get comfortable about around the people that you have in your circle, you start to experience this averageness. You start to experience this inclusion, like this comfortability. And if you get around other people who are just above you, you start to experience this, this sense of being uncomfortable. And by being uncomfortable, you have to level up. You're forced to level up to create average. So we all, I, here's what I recognize. In our brains, we all want to feel included. We all want to feel part of the pack. That's why you only make five to $10,000 within the, the amount of money that your friends make. So when I, when, I left the cell phone, when I left the cell phone industry, I went to somebody and I, was, I, I just started a marketing agency. And I said, hey, man, I want to make, a, I want to make this year 100 grand. And I mean, I mean that's, my first, that's the first guy I ever told my goal to. Like, I just said, I want to make 100 grand. Like, I'm in a brand new industry. No one knows my name. I'm in a brand new state. I, have, I don't have any product. I have literally nothing but a laptop. That's, I have no, no name. You can't Google me like, like, like today you can. But back then, I'm on Forbes today. I'm doing a bunch of stuff. But back then, you couldn't find me on Google to save your life. I'm not on Google. I'm not. I'm. My Facebook has my aunt, my uncle, and my and my my brother on it, right? My Instagram is my high school friends that that, that follow me on Instagram. So I got like a hundred people on my Instagram that follow me from high school, and it's a and it's pictures of me. You know, you know that one time I went jet skiing. So there's no really like value in the marketplace that I have. And I go to the guy and I say I want to make a hundred grand. And how do I want to make a hundred grand? I was like, I want to make a hundred grand under my name. I want to make a hundred grand, you know, as Andy on date, not, not working for somebody. Right. And that's why I say, don't be attached to the path, but, um, and I'll share with you what I mean by that. So I end up, the guy ends up shooting that shit down. It's like a hundred grand is nothing until I actually like today, I recognize like truly a hundred grand is not much. A hundred grand is only 8,000 and some change a month and 8,000 bucks, man, my friend, that shit goes quickly, especially if you're trying to run a business, that shit goes quickly. I mean, I mean, within a day for some, within an hour for some, within a <laughs> week for many, right? That goes very fast. If you have payroll expenses, you have marketing uh, expenses, you have, you have, you have uh, preventive, pre preventative measures, you know, from cyber attacks and, and legal disputes and so on and so forth. So you're preventing stuff. So you put money there. So you got insurance, you got all this. $8,000 goes by quickly. At the end of the day, what do you have? $1,500? Then you should have kept the job. So hundred grand was never the goal. What was what, 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 the goal? But quickly she got shot down. So that is like my circle at the time, even though I made the most and I employed most of my friends in my cell phone industry, my circle at the time was making about hundred grand. They were, they were brand new to Los Angeles. They were working their corporate jobs and they felt that they were high in their corporate job. So they were making that goal was making 100 grand. So I went to I had the same goal. And then I got around someone who had a much bigger understanding, right? Um, a bigger understanding with money. And this person said 100 grand is a small number. Now, you mentioned like Grant Cardone and so forth. So this is a circle that I, I fortunately was in. So when I, when I was in that circle, they're like 100 grand is small. So I'm like, what is the target? I mean, dude, at least like at least a couple of million, man, at least 10, 10 million plus to be comfortable in America. I'm like 10 million plus. So everything now, like even making three million dollars a year is like that's tiny, man. That's that's small. 
The reason why is because you you start doing the math when you start when you start making some money, you start being attacked. Like for example, man, uh, I we just experienced a cyber attack. So my web pages are going out to so many, some millions of people. We just experienced a cyber attack on one of our platforms where people are 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 are, are pumping false data. They're pumping false data to us. So so like, how do you prevent that? Now there's legal stuff. There's cybersecurity that you're paying for. So man, no more average. What that what that's essentially meaning is that the idea where I was at, for example, now, mind you, this whole experience might've took my might've took me like 60 days. This whole journey that I just shared with you about going from hundred to another target, like that that was like 60 days. So it, my journey isn't long for, for most, I'm not, I'm not sitting on a hundred thousand dollar goal for 60, for six months or six years. Like within 60 days, like I was, I was off to a new target and I was already in the millions. But what I'm sharing with you is, once, once I was at a at, at, with a group of people at this level, once I got to a new group, I'm not average in this circle anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like like the group of people that I was at making six figures, it, it completely changed when you're talking to seven figure and eight figure ballers, and then you get around seven figure ballers, and then this becomes the the, the new base. Right, that becomes normal. And then you're like, hey, I'm, 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 I'm having different conversations. So, for example, like, you know, like, what's on my proposal today? Like, what's on my plate for today, right? I own a marketing company. I own a software company. We're talking about some seven-figure stuff, right? What's on my, what's on my proposal today? That uh, on my notes is, is this document here, and I have meetings. And what is talking? What the conversation that I have here that I'm supporting them with their marketing is an airline company that has 12,000 positions to sell. Each position, the investment is $600,000. So they have a global marketing push. It's not even domestic in the United States. They have a global marketing push for 12,000 positions in, in their airline. And what, what, what their solution is that is that they have a bundle of planes to purchase and the purchase price is $7.2 billion. And they're looking for to sell 12,000 positions. The CEO reached out to me there because we're jamming, we're pushing. The CEO reached out to me and said, how can we put a campaign together to sell 12,000 positions? Gives me, gives me the marketing budget. And I'm like, yeah, baby, let's take it to the next level. So, so no more average is like, okay, great. You know, there's, there's a seven figure and an eight figure play, right? Okay, that's comfortable. But then when you're talking to someone who's like, "Hey, look, I'm buying, I'm buying planes. The investment of the plane, the, uh, of the amount of planes, is seven point two billion dollars. This is essentially stock that's 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 from 2008. So these are planes where corporate companies, corporate fleets, sold off the inventory in 2008. Now the economy is booming. They want they want to pick it back up. So if I pick it up back up first, I'm in power. So this individual wants to go into power in their organization. So there, all these companies with the with the apps to to like get a private jet and so forth. He's like, that's my competition. I'm looking for someone young who can who can lead this thing and take it to the next level. Can you do it? I'm like, yeah, fuck you. You're talking to the right person. Does the dude know I'm 27? I don't think it fucking matters. I don't think he care. He cares. What he wants to know is that do, do I have the the push? Do I have the ability? to produce results and the confidence to make it happen. And I'm like, yes, I do. And I know exactly what to do to be able to make this happen. I just need the right resources behind me. So he's like, yes, let's do it. 
So what I'm saying, like no more average is like this constant push of getting in front of more people, getting in front of the right people to, 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 to change your environment and change your think. That's awesome. what no more average is. To level up constantly, to constantly level up. To constantly level up. If you really want to take it to the next level, that's what you got to do. You got to constantly level up, man. I know we only got five more minutes left, so I want to be, you know, give you the most value for your group. Yeah, and I have five questions. So a minute for a question, man. The first question is, what advice would you give your 20-year-old self if you could? I wouldn't even give it advice, man. I no. would just say, I would just say, look, man, the most important thing is for you to really have that confidence believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. There's no target, there's no room that you can't, Uh, there's no room that you can't fit in with. There's no, there's no group of individuals that you can't, you can't mesh with, you can't connect with. So I want to let you know, believe in yourself, my friend. Believe in yourself because I believe in you. Awesome. The next question is mindset. So what is one mindset shift that you've gone through, Andy, that you think has contributed to your success? Believe in myself. Believe in myself. Look, look, for years, man, I've been, I've been, I've been trying to get my mom to believe in me my friends to believe in me and so mm. forth. And, and no one really believes in you until like, like they, they love you. So it's kind of like, you know, like you can go after whatever you want. So that's, that's one type of belief. There's another level of belief where I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm fucking behind you. Like whatever you say, it looks bumpy right now, but I'm sticking to the vision. And that gets, that gets tough, right? Like, like when you marry someone, you got to marry someone who believes you. Like my fiance, she believes in my vision. She believes wholeheartedly. And she's like, I don't know where we're at right now. I don't know what this looks like, but this is crazy. And we're on a journey, right? So like, even just right now, um, I sent my fiance a text. I'm getting married in September. So I sent her a text and I, I'm like, hey, this is the, this is where we're at. In April, we were at this number. We're, we were talking about monthly recurring revenue, right? So I, we put a milestone in our company for, for monthly recurring revenue in our software company. So I said, this is where we're at. And I said, this is where we're at right now. And she's like, damn, this is crazy. <laughs> she, she's like she's like damn this is this is nuts this is not i she's like, i commend you for what you and i'm like all i needed from you was belief and i didn't and and, and even if i didn't even get that man i still would have done it anyway so what i'm awesome. saying is like believe in yourself and and, and the, the best thing man is for me to believe in me map mindset map do you have any advice for people who may lack clarity or may need clarity right we, we mentioned that you you need to know what you want uh what, what was your question Yeah. So do you have any advice for people who may need or lack clarity? Just choose, man. Just fucking choose, man. Like, just make a choice. You can, you can switch 10 times in a, in a day. Like, that's fine. But, but like, just choose one. I think you, you're going you're gonna to repel people who want to be behind you if you don't have a direction. You, you can always change the direction. But if you, like, like, like imagine this scenario, man. Like, imagine you're, 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 you're getting into, you have an opportunity to get in the car with somebody. And the, the driver is standing outside of the car and they're like, I just don't know where we're going. I just, <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to figure out where we're headed right now. And then this person is like, this person is looking at you and they're like, okay, like I have the opportunity to get in the car, but I, you know, this person doesn't, it's not even moving. You know, I'd rather move than not move. Like mm -hmm. move in the wrong direction so you can learn what not to do. That's fine. You can move in the direction of what not to do. That's fine. Because you'll awesome. never, you'll, you'll never do that. It's like, for example, like when I share with you that story of like, hey man, there was a time I had no income. Now I know for the rest of my life, no matter what I do, if I, no matter how much we make, I'm going to fight for more income. Yeah. I'm never, okay. I'm never going to, going to stop. 
right? Just stop. So, yeah. So so move, even if there's in the wrong direction, move quickly. Don't don't don't. I rather learn fat. I, I want to take the next two days and learn what what I could have sat on for six months and just to think about all the scenarios. I'd rather just do it in the next two days and find out the result and realize that was a shitty ass idea and never to do it again. Yeah. Habit. What is one habit that you have, man, that you think is contributing to your success? Pray. Awesome. And ask, lastly, God, ask God to be a part of your, your, your deal. Ask God to be get wisdom from, from the man upstairs. He'll put the right people in front of you. He'll put the right connections, the right thoughts, the right ideas in your heart and put you in the right places that you need to be. Pray. Awesome, man. Yeah. And uh, the last one, what do you think about measuring and tracking? What? Measuring and tracking. Oh, measure and track everything. I mean, I mean with <laughs> exactly. my accountant. I mean, my accountant once a week, every single week, we go over the numbers, we go over the, everything. My weight, for example, I'm on a fitness journey right now. Every single day I send them my assistant. Well, what's how, how much I've, uh, my, my current weight, my body fat percentage, my water percentage, my bone density percentage. I have a specific scale that does that. And then I send it to her. She has a spreadsheet every single day. If I gain 0.01, it turns red, beep, 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 notifies everybody. So, so <laughs> I, got this, I, got this, I got this accountability that's on me just like, Yo, this is how you create some massive results in the shortest period of time. Measure and track. Awesome, man. So, man, I, I absolutely love this conversation. So, where, you know, if people want to know more about you, where should they go? Where, at, where would be the best place? At Andy Audate, A-N-D-Y-A-U-D-A-T-E. Or uh, I have a webpage with a webinar where, where I break down how to get new clients. So I think that's the biggest thing that I want to teach people. That's how you create time freedom. That's how you create money freedom is how to get clients automatically. So I have this webinar. If you are interested, learn about mass awareness marketing, how to get awareness to the masses. Massawarenessmarketing.com. Once again, that's massawarenessmarketing.com. Awesome. We'll put all of that there, man. Thank you very much for being here. I really had, you know, enjoyed this. And I'll see you later, man. Thank you so much for your time, Alex. Bye for now. Bye.